All right, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kleep, and on today's episode, we have Laura, Ariel, and Lindsay, who are the brand new creators of the Women Make Waves Podcast, which is our newest addition to the NC Fit lineup of podcasts. You guys already know the Business of Fitness Podcast. We have the intro with MDV, and now we have the Women Make Waves Podcast. I'm super excited for this. I'm excited for this episode. This is the end of the International Women's Month for March. And what we did at NC Fit was this idea of women make waves for the entire month, culminating with this new podcast that we're going to be having that releases every single week. I'll let the ladies dive more into what the podcast is about. I'm super excited for their conversations, which is a lot different from the conversations that I'm having or perhaps MDV. Now, parts of the episode really go into this idea of creating content. And I think for any owner, any manager out there, sometimes it gets overwhelming for creating content for the entire month. We discuss how we did a shoot for Women Make Waves and how we've been able to utilize that content for the entire month and lessons learned along that process. Before we dive into the episode, just want to remind you, rate, review our podcast, but also head over and check out Women Make Waves, especially for those of you that are interested in just a new format of a podcast. I'm Really looking forward to the type of conversations that will occur there. I think it will open up a whole new narrative, a whole new whole new landscape for us, specifically at NC Fit. So owners, coaches, keep crushing it. Keep getting after it. Keep grinding out. I'm, I feel like we're turning the corner here at COVID, and I am just in a really positive mood for where the fitness space is going. And this podcast is not only the business of fitness, but also the Women Make Waves and intro are just three expressions of what we're trying to get across at NC Fit. Spread the message, grow the fitness, keep getting after it, let's go. So at NC Fit, we've, we've done a variety of different things over the you know, last 13 years to reach new audiences, to um, enhance our, our team and create opportunities. But as of recently, more than ever, I think we've done a better job of that. And that includes um, exploring more long format content with our team. And I wish we had gotten into it earlier because it would have been a better um, place for our team to be able to express themselves and add value to others. We launched MDV's intro and now we're launching um, Women Make Waves with Ariel Lindsay and Laura. And so we're have all three of them on the show right now. And I want to dive into this idea as a business owner, as a leader in your organization, why the idea of creating these opportunities for your team can be so beneficial for everybody. Because I think it's gonna be super beneficial for NC Fit. And I believe it's gonna be beneficial for you guys. And if it's mutually beneficial, that's where everybody wins. So let's start with how did the idea come up with the podcast Women Making Waves? Who wants to kick us off? I'll kick us off. So the big concept around this podcast was the fact that when women hold space for each other, really magical things happen. And it's not to say that men can't hold the same space for women, but it's just a different energy that, that we bring. And even if we're not in the same space physically, having the space there together brings out really amazing conversation. And the thing that we're missing a lot of the times in our field, especially in this, in the health and fitness industry is a feminine energy. There's so much doing, we do so much 
in terms of our fitness, in terms of our nutrition. It's a lot of like checking things off lists, getting things done, that it's not as much being in whatever the feeling is that you're having, processing the emotion you have. And that's a very feminine approach to something that most people just are uncomfortable sitting in. So when we had the idea for this podcast, it was really to hold space and have conversation that wasn't being had in our industry and so, beyond. So Ariel, then, then to, to add on that, then why did we do it? So all of you guys have a, a different position with NC Fit. And why did we then decide to do it with you three in particular? And then why through NC Fit's channel? And, and how did that all come to be, right? So you want to make space for women to have these type of conversations that frankly, I can't be having, right? And I think it's, I think it's excellent because it's opening a whole new layer of conversation, but why with NC fit? And why three of you guys? I think that all of us bring a different background to all of this. Um, we kind of started spitballing the initiative when we first put March as our really big driving force behind International Women's Month and the Women Make Waves campaign that you've probably seen circling around social media and everything else. Um, so as we were all kind of collaborating on that, Laura, Ariel, and I were really in the trenches with it and we're really connecting to this project outside of NC Fit. I mean, I was talking with my girlfriends about it, with my family about it, the three of us were constantly collaborating and like, it was really just like setting our souls on fire in comparison to a lot of other things we do for the company. Not that those things don't matter, but when you align your passion with something that you're doing and pushing forward, like this huge goal, it feels a lot less like work and a lot like a passion project. And so in the collaboration of what the social campaign was going to look like, what partners we were getting on board, the three of us were having this conversation so much that it just seemed like a duh thing or like this aha moment that the three of us were supposed to hold this container for other women in the industry, for people who were fired up about the project. Um, and it kind of just started as like a, almost like a joke. We were laughing about it. Um, kind of just like throwing out names, podcast names that we might like. And then next thing we knew it was like, wait, but like this has legs, this should go somewhere. Got it. And so, you know, on that note, it's like with the three of you guys, and then you guys came to us, I think presented an idea for a podcast. Is that how it went down, Laura? I mean, you guys, you know, we're right now we're just finishing up uh, the international women's month on the Business of Fitness podcast, we've had you know, women this entire month talking about their stories, but this is a nice way to culminate the month in terms of NC Fit is investing into a podcast that is gonna be by our team for predominantly females, but also you know, men out there. But, but did you come to us? Because I wasn't fully involved in the process, which is generally what happens at, at our company. So what happened with the process, Laura? Yeah, I mean, as we were saying before the podcast started, women women kind of get shit done really quickly. And um, I think one of the biggest things was, I mean, just from my experience, I know, Lindsay, you two being on set directing the Women Make Waves campaign with every woman in our, in our company that we touched, I could just tell they were... 100% sold on on the idea. There were people were coming up to me saying, "Thank you so much you guys for organizing this. This is amazing that we're we're highlighting all of the strong women in our company." And I know my thought and Lindsay's thought and Ariel as well was like, 
we don't want this to die after March. This can't die after March. And this has been an amazing way to, to touch lives and keep the conversation going in the industry, a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. And, and I mean, when you talk about keeping the conversation going and the passion that I, I agree with you, and this is something we could talk about from an ownership uh, management perspective. I haven't felt the type of connection to any launch or, or, or thing that we've done for a long time as we have with the Women Making Waves campaign. And I think it's because our team, from a culture perspective, saw that we were trying to stand for something a little bit bigger and invested behind it. And so I'm curious, like from other owners, other managers, other businesses out there, how you guys felt about NC Fit. Like, has your perception through this process even have you more bought into where we want to go as a company? Because I wonder how other companies could align with other core values that their staff are excited about and then lean into those too, if that makes sense. I think that 2020 in general brought about the conversation of inclusivity um, and even more so like who was being left out of conversation, what voices weren't being elevated. Um, and so I think that, like you were saying, any company can align core values, can provide a platform, can provide space, and more importantly, support for all of those voices to be elevated, for there to be a place at the table where these conversations and decisions are being made. And so I think that, you know, in the, especially in the fitness industry, we see it all the time. We've all been coaches. Like people, anyone can go open a gym. Anyone can go do fitness. People come back to your location because of the coaches, because of what you can't teach. We can teach anyone how to squat. You can't teach people how to connect. You can't teach people how to be a people person, right? Quote unquote. And so people are coming to your community because they believe in you. They believe in your product. They believe in your coaches. They believe in everything that you stand for. And so to put that name, like when we put the NC Fit logo below the Women Make Waves podcast art, there is a level of bought in this that other people have solely because NC Fit is putting their name behind it. So I think anyone in this industry that has a following, that has a gym, that has a community bought in behind them, you almost have, you know, like your civil duty is to like also elevate these other voices and put your name on it, put your stamp of approval on it. Yeah, and, and it's scary. You know, it is scary to elevate. And this is something that, you know, I, I've been particularly focused on and trying to do a better job last. Not that I think I was doing a terrible job, but I could have done a better job earlier on of finding people on our team and trying to highlight and elevate them more and more and more. And I think that, I don't know if it's an ego thing. I don't know if it's, they're, they're scared that if this person gets too successful, that they might leave the organization. But I, but I think that there's something really valuable there that as the leader in your organization, your team should see you trying to pull them up and grow and not intentionally trying to suffocate. Because I, I think long-term, it's probably better for everybody that way. And I mean, each one of you guys in your own right has been, well, you've been at the company different durations, right? I think, Lindsay, you've been with like, what, eight, a long time. How long, long have time. you been? I think I'm yeah. going on seven years. Yeah, and then Ariel, I don't know, five? Oh my God, two, but two. thank you. Oh, oh I, well, it feels <laughs> like five. And then I think, Laura, you're about the same, right? Yeah, like one and a half now. Yeah, so the last couple of years, a lot has changed the organization. And this podcast is an example of where we want to go. And each one of you guys has your own thing going on. And at first, you know, maybe I would have a, a little bit of a, uh, like Ariel has her own nutrition uh, company, 
And at first, maybe years ago, I would have maybe been like, oh, well, if she's doing that, she's not all in on NC Fit. We need to invest in somebody else. That would have been my original mindset. But now I'm thinking, hey, I want to see her be successful and we want to elevate her through that process. And she'll simultaneously find ways to elevate NC Fit. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I don't know how often you see it in the industry, but I think we need to do a better job as an industry in pulling people up instead of pushing them down. Absolutely. Male I mean, and the female, whole, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole concept of, the thing that really brought me to NC Fit, Jay, was something that you said like years and years and years ago, and it was about rising the tides. A rising tide lifts all ships. And if we are not lifting each other up in business, in life, then we can't all succeed because we need a community behind us in order to do that. And I think that that is what's been so incredibly cool about working for this company is that we are constantly elevating each other. And that is something that's not easy, especially as a business owner, it can be really scary to want to teach other people the same things that you know, because then they might be able to do it. They might be able to do it better than me. Like, I don't know. Um, and truthfully, the thing is, if I'm not sharing that information, then it's almost like, and I equate it to this all the time because it helped me a lot is if I had the cure for cancer and I wasn't sharing it, that would be really terrible, like really terrible. So yeah. why am I not talking about and, and elevating the other people around me in my community, the other business owners around me sharing the things that I've learned? Why am I not sharing that information? Because I know a, it's going to help them, which is going to make me feel good because it's helping someone else. And B, it's going to lift the entire standard of our industry. And that is something that has always stuck with me because we need that standard to be raised. And that's yeah. how growth happens is when that standard is raised. For sure. So the women making women make waves campaign for the month of March, you know, it happened quick and you know, our team got behind it. You know, Laura, uh, on the social media side and Lindsay with everything that you did to put this together um, on the social and the PR side, different sides. Take me through what that looks like, because what I'm curious about is if you're a business owner and something we've been talking about is, is like not just having like this one thing, but each month kind of having something we could look towards or each quarter at least to have some type of campaign, some type of structure. So for example, right now we have women make waves that's going on right now for March the next month or maybe the month after that will be more of this effort over everything. And then I'm sure a month or two after that, we'll have something else. And then maybe we'll do a pediatric cancer flow. How did we get to that point? Cause I think this is where we needed to go for a very long time and women making waves with our first one. So tell me like, what does that process look like? And what are some lessons learned so that other owners, other companies can integrate this style of like a campaign? Cause we have stuff coming out all the time. So I don't know who wants to take that, but let's go. I'm going to start and then I'm going to toss it over to Laura because her and I uh, worked real and Ariel too worked super, super closely. So um, I, Laura, you can tell me if this feels right for you. Um, Laura did so much of the nitty gritty, right? Like what apparel do we need? Who do we need to talk to? Like what are the logistics behind this campaign? I, from a PR side, talked to a lot of our team because like we were saying, I've been with the company for seven years. So these women are people that I have worked beside for a really long time. And it comes as no surprise that at NC Fit, we all work really, really hard on our designated project. So to go out of someone's way and ask them to work on an additional project, um, 
there needs to be some buy-in, right? There needs like, cause we don't want to half-ass anything. So I was more of like the planning and explaining the vision to people. And Laura was a lot of the execution behind that. Um, and then collaborating between the three of us on what exactly we wanted this vision to be. Um, I think the coolest part in all of that, and Laura touched on this a bit earlier, was every single female that I reached out to in the company was like 100% yes. Like there was, they, they were like, I have so much on my plate right now and I need to be a part of this. So that kind of was just like from the very beginning, a testament of like, okay, this A was missing and B, like we're going to have so much buy-in and so much support behind it that it's, it's guaranteed to be successful. Like it's really just a portrayal of passion at this point. Um, and so that was probably the coolest part, uh, the, the sleepless nights and the editing and the, and the planning, not so much, but, um, seeing the buy-in from all of the females in the company was incredible. And then Laura can kind of dive more into kind of the nitty gritty logistics behind it all. Yeah. yeah. Laura, I'm really interested about the logistics. Like if someone wanted to do something like this and I want to go back to in a second, uh, about like the buy-in because this was a unique one to kind of launch this with, but take me through like the what types of things should people be thinking about from a logistics specific perspective yeah so i think number one lesson we didn't give enough ourselves enough time to plan this out so give yourself way more time than you think i mean i would say plan if you're looking to launch a campaign similar to what we just did give yourself six weeks runway at, at least to get there um but but the biggest thing i've learned is is having um, an organized team, right? And having a vision and having one or two people, you know, at that forefront explaining the vision to, to everyone else. I think one of the most difficult things, I mean, we had a jam packed three days of content capture and we have talent left and right and people, okay, what am I doing? What do you want? What do you, blah, 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 blah. So that personally, I mean, for me leading this, um, and Lindsay, you can touch on this too. It was, stepping into that, I don't want to say power, but stepping into that director type role and just saying, this is the vision. This is what we're going to do. It's going to work. There's no way it's going to fail. And, and just seeing everyone kind of, you know, I know we had such a big buy-in for this anyway, but all the women just say, okay, we, we got you. And like, we created something incredible. And it's something that we can we can replicate a thousand times over for for different values we stand for in the organization. But number one, give yourself runway. Number two, work with a talented team who has experience in videography, photography. Um, enlist more people than you think that you might need on the day of because things get crazy. And you know we had. Um, there was a lot of behind the scenes clothing not arriving and backpacks going here and and people arriving at the wrong location and the sun being over here so tons of pivoting it was yeah. like it was like a non-stop workout but that's what made it super fun and how many days i think you guys shot for three days three straight full days yes and we had um i think uh lindsay correct me if i'm wrong but probably five or more locations that we shot at yeah, so we had the the light, more lifestyle shoot that was like an all day and even into the next day, like 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. the next day. So it was like a full 24 hours of that um, with some sleep, I suppose. Um, but I think that within those jam-packed three days um, to add on to the logistics side of it, like deadlines are so important. And like 
within those deadlines, knowing that some people will probably be late on them. Like we're all humans, life happens, things come up. And so building that into your calendar, building that into like, I'm going to say the deadline is on Wednesday. And if I had it by Friday, like we wouldn't be dead in the water without it. Um, so I think being really, really mindful of how you're setting your calendar, how you're setting your deadlines and taking into consideration that life happens and we're all humans and, and we've got to move forward. Um, Two, I think like delegating is so important. If there, I think a lot of us in business, especially when you're super passionate about something or when something feels like your baby, you want to be connected to all parts of it and you can get kind of micromanagey with the best intentions in mind. But the reality is like when you're micromanaging everything, you're not getting anything done because you're pulled in a thousand different directions and it's proven that we can only really do one thing at one time. Like multitasking is a, is a scam Two, um, Jason's smiling, but it really is. Yeah. Our yeah. brains don't work like that. <laughs> um, and then number two, trusting your team. Like there were so many times that like Laura had to blindly trust me. I had to blindly trust Ariel and maybe blind isn't correct. Cause like I do trust those girls with everything, but like I knew that they were going to get it done. And I didn't have to go and check. And if you get into a position, kind of the unconscious or unsaid thing in that is I'm going to check on you because I don't trust you to do this, or I believe I can do it better or whatever those things are. So if you're projecting those things onto your team, your team is also not going to perform at their best because they yeah. feel very performative. They feel like they're on eggshells or whatever it is. So work with your calendar and, and really delegate out the work. Yeah, and well, back to was... what you were sorry back to what you were touching on jason is is just allowing people the space to kind of to grow in, in the organization and to tell their story and i think that's something that we did really well in this campaign um we, we kind of we approached every girl and we just said tell me what lights you up and we'll let you talk about it in these videos um and it was amazing to see yeah i mean and, and i want to touch base on this and i know ariel she does quite a bit on social media and that's one of the ways or probably the biggest way she's grown her nutrition business. Um, when it comes to our social at NC fit, it's been something that we've been really, you know, focused on for a while, but this campaign in particular, what I liked about it is that, and I I'm sure there's a lot of business owners, coaches, and people who are always like searching for content, right? Oh, I, I need to post. What am I going to post? And what I think you guys did a really good job of, and I don't know if Ariel, I'm sure she does this on her business as well, but what you all did a really good job of is creating uh, like a month long um, social calendar and creating all the content from like three, four days. And I think what we haven't done well in the past is like we would get people together, we'd shoot, we would shoot like one video. But what we could have done during that time is filmed a variety of them so you can continuously drip out throughout the entire month because one video isn't enough these days. There's algorithms and attention and whatnot. You gotta kind of keep repeating it. So who came up with that idea of like the whole month and because I think it's a great way to do it. I know Ariel's, uh, you know, anyways, who wants to kind of talk through that piece of it? Um, I can own that piece of it. I think when I ideated the campaign, I, I'm, I'm a classic. I usually bite off more than I can chew in every instance of my life. And I, I just said, you know what, it's women's month. So we're going to do the whole month. Like, why wouldn't we do the whole month? And I know the rest of the marketing team was, totally sold on that. Um, and you're totally right, Jason, one video doesn't cut it anymore. If we want to send a powerful message, we need to 
hit people every single day, every other day, just continue driving home whichever message, whether it's women make waves or effort over everything or, or anything else we want to touch on. It has to be, I mean, heck, it, it should be more than a month, you know, at the end of the day. Um, but I mean, if, if we learn anything, it's that creating a month's worth of content in three days, it's doable. It's doable. I mean, for smaller businesses, you know, that's kind of difficult to think about chewing all of that off with your creative team and the logistics of it all. But even if you took one day and filmed inside of your gym, you can create a lot of content in, in eight hours. Yep. And, and, and Ariel, I'm curious on that because like with your social, you do like every other post is like, a, it's like a text picture text or something of that nature. I, and so do you create all those on one day, like in the week or how does that work for you? So um, I've done it a bunch of different ways. Recently, I've been playing with, instead of planning out an entire month, because that doesn't really feel authentic to me and like what I'm thinking about every week, I do every week at a time. Mm. So now I'll sit down on like Sunday and plan out that week and like what I want to talk about that week. And then I have some wiggle room there for if I want to adjust it, if I really feel called to talk about something else. Uh, but it gives me a really good idea of like what my themes are going to be. And then also because I have a launch calendar the same way that NCFIT does for their business, it's a much smaller scale because obviously I'm a much smaller company. Um, I still have a launch calendar and I still work off of that as well. So if I add anything to my calendar for launching, then that stuff's going to go into my content, which if I planned out an entire month of it for myself, it wouldn't give me as much wiggle room. I will say though, because NCFIT has, um, I have kind of like a little backdoor sneak peek into the way that this works just because um, Gabe and I are literally in the same house all the time. So like you guys have things planned out a little bit bigger scale because of the work that needs to go into them. So now I'm starting to implement the same type of 90 day sprints into my business um, for bigger projects. And then that way I have a really clear picture, like, okay, for 90 days, this is what I'm working on. And then if I want to add anything else on top of that, I already know what I've committed to. And that gives me a really clear picture of like, am I doing too much in the next 90 days? Or like, is this something that I can maybe put into the next 90 day sprint and month yeah. and a half away? Yeah. And, and so I am curious and, and maybe Lindsay can answer this for me. Women making waves, um, women make waves was a, was, um, an initiative by you guys. And I think we've talked about the shoot and the social side of it, but what I'm most curious about, and I think for, for anybody, again, I, I bring this up as a gym ownership. This is a business of fitness. A lot of owners listen to this. It's really difficult to get your team bought in from a culture perspective. That's the toughest thing. And when we rebranded from NorCal CrossFit, to NC fit. That was, that was a, that was a hard, hard, hard pill to swallow for some of our team. And it's taken us a really long time to build back up the trust of the team and where we want to go and our core values and what we stand for. And especially the bigger your organization gets, the more challenging that becomes because you're not interacting with the leadership on a day-to-day -day basis. Whereas in the beginning, you might have one location, you could feel bought in, but as you grow, it, it starts to become a lot more challenging, but doing initiatives like this, I think shows the community what we're about, you know, um, you know, and, and this guy, Tate Fletcher said like, be about some shit and it's showing what we're about. 
but you can't do Women Make Waves or International Women's Month every month. You can't do um, things that like are, are specific to a, so if we want to do a campaign, let's just call the Effort Over Everything campaign. How do you get the same buy-in from your team? Or do you start with something like this that you know you're going to get buy-in because it's supporting something they're interested in? I'm, I'm curious, Lindsay, because do you get where I'm going with this question? Like, yeah. where do you start when you want to try and create culture, create a campaign to highlight your team? Do you create it with something specific in mind or more of a broad strokes? Um, I think that there's a lot there um, and yeah. could be an entire show on its own. Creating culture does not happen overnight. Um, I think that with this campaign, we knew we were really passionate about it. We didn't go into it at least I didn't go into it knowing that like, as soon as I talked to someone on the team about it, that they were going to be bought in. Um, I really did expect it to be a little bit more of an uphill battle because of some of the things that we were talking about offline. Like this is not the traditional NC fit messaging that you've seen. Like, um, that was one of the things we talked about from the marketing. You know, I've said a lot of the branding cause before Laura took over social, I did it for a long time. A lot of our branding has been like very dark, um, very bold, very like fitness forward. And so to say, Hey, we're not going to talk about any of that. We're actually going to hit the polar opposite and it's going to be outdoors and like kind of woo woo and like feminine. Right. Like yeah. I didn't know if it was, I'm bought in on that. Like I, I drank that Kool-Aid a long time ago, but I didn't know if the rest of the team was. So I, I did know that because it was something I was in such alignment with, it made sense for me to be a big ambassador of what it was. Because if you're not bought in, if you are not walking the walk, you're just talking like, hey, we got this cool thing coming up. Like, hey, NorCal CrossFit's a thing in the past, we're gonna be in C-Fit. It's like, well, what? Like, why, where, how? Like, you don't even seem that bought in on it. But when I was calling girls or calling other companies, and that's something else we can get into, like getting this, initiative and campaign in front of companies and in front of audiences that are not our traditional audience it was like so clear that i was not having a conversation about a marketing campaign anymore i was having a conversation about passion about like like you were saying about being about some shit like i was connecting with humans about things that humans connect on like humans don't connect on algorithms humans don't connect on how much engagement something got we connect on like things that are true to us. And so whether it's talking to your team or talking to another company, like people know if you're about it or not. And if and you have chills. Yeah, but how do you do that? So I guess my question is like with the women make waves, it was pretty simple. Like, hey, mm -hmm. we're highlighting it. It's a women's month for March. You go out to other companies and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Do you want to support it? Most people I think would be like, yeah, that sounds cool. But what if you didn't have March? What if it was June? And what yeah. if you want to do a campaign on hard work in your gym? Or would you say, hey, forget about talking about hard work and this and that. Why don't you just go take John, your coach, or Susie, or whoever, and go talk about them and highlight them? I, I guess, where would someone start with a campaign to create a momentum if it wasn't Women's Month? Right. I mean, I think that this takes the buy-in is anything we go after. Um, it's really easy to get sucked into like, SoulCycle's doing this, Peloton is doing this, we need to like compete, we need to do the same thing. And like change that narrative. You do not need to be the same. I think there needs to be a point when you're like, we live in the same ecosystem, we are in the same industry, but we are not that. And in fact, mm. this is what we are. 
whether that is women make waves, effort over everything, my head coach, Joe, that is about it. Like I am so bought into everything that I am giving you that it's like, there's no question of whether or not I should buy in or if I should purchase whatever the merch is or whatever it is, because we're speaking authentically. We're not saying, Hey, we did this in a really reactive way because we saw another company be really successful doing the same thing. Uh, it's almost like authenticity is magic. Is that the way it is? Absolute magic. Let, Listeners, for those that can't see it, I have a very obnoxiously bright pink sweatshirt on that says authenticity is magic, but clearly it's on brand with the messaging. So hundred percent. And so, you know, um, I want to kind of go to the, the future of the show. And so, um, Ariel, uh, um, she's definitely on like the, the programming team and, and you've helped in so many different areas of our company and you have your nutrition company. And then, uh, Laura is just like full-time all in with NC fit run social. Uh, Lindsay is, she has a therapy, uh, ther uh, therapy background. Is that a good way to put it? Or, yeah, I have uh, a private practice. There you go. And, yeah. and so each one of you guys have different things, different things to pulled from, right? So you have Laura that, you know, can maybe talk more on, uh, you were saying uh, dis, uh, body image. Is that what it was? Yeah, and, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah then, I come from a background from body image. Yeah. And um, yeah, as you said, I'm all in on NC Fit now, but we all bring these really interesting backgrounds into our show. <laughs> Yeah. And so you were talking about body image and then Lindsay with the mindset and then Ariel a little bit more on the business side, especially in the last couple of years, kind of pursuing that. And so I'm curious, what is the goal for the podcast? You know, I think, I think so far through this conversation, what I'm gathering from it is like, you guys get along, you guys are friends, you guys are super cool with each other. And it's fun for me to see. And speaking from um, my position is like, I love this because it's not that much work for me. It highlights our team and it shows our community and our team outside of that that hey if you want to be about some shit if you want to go create a podcast nc fit will support you you just got to take the initiative and go do your own thing and i think that for any owner out there i think that's an important message to send your team because your team should know that you got their back but they need to put in the work it's not just like oh here you go right? you can't put the cart before the horse like you guys came to us with an idea and a concept and basically already did it and then you're like hey we're doing this type of thing um, instead of being like, you know, talking about it for months and months and months without taking action, which I think is really important. So I, I'll start with Ariel, like for this podcast with your business and everything you have going on, like, what are you, what are the goals? What's the intention? Cause you're already seven episodes deep. I hear that you guys cry almost every, every episode. Uh, this episode you are not going to be crying on cause I will get very uncomfortable, but talk to me about it. I was about to say, I can't promise anything, but okay, oh, I'll my try gosh. my best not to cry today. Um, the really crazy thing, and I mentioned that um, earlier when we were offline, because there's really, really insane magic that happens when we hold space for each other. And the conversation is just so different. And it's been so different because we're three women in three very different places. And we still have the same goal in mind. And that's just to uplift others. And it's really cool. And it's been really cool to see in every conversation that we have this like underlying thread of the same concepts of communication, of community and connection. Those things are so important. And the, the reason that this podcast is so important to all of us, because Lizzie and I both have our own podcast too you know like it's not like we're not getting this void filled somewhere else but it's the different it's a different conversation we're having and we're having it with different people in a way that is so 
it's like a breath of fresh air for all of us. And that's why we've kind of all, I think I can speak for everyone in that, but you guys can tell me if you don't feel the same way. Um, but I think that's why we all came together in this way together is because this conversation just needs to be had more. Mm. Got it. Yeah. And so you guys are seven episodes deep. You're creating this opportunity. You're going to have mainly women on, but you might have some guys on too. And the conversations you guys are going to have are a lot different than the conversations I'm going to have. And, you know, I think it's really important to recognize like from an NC fit perspective, like we are not looking at this as like, I don't even know if we've ever even spoke about it, to be honest, like revenue generator. Um, you know, there's certain things that you do as a company that generate revenue and that's like known, right? We have to make money help somehow. There's other things we do to enhance the culture, enhance the community and rise, raise, raise the boats, right? And this is one of those things. And so you don't have to see exact dollars and cents to know that it's going to lead to something special, especially considering all your guys' buy-in and what you guys want to do for the, for the space. So I'm super stoked on it. I want to kind of, you know, Lindsay, you have your own podcast. Um, I'm sure you've learned a lot through that process, Ariel as well. Um, with your own podcast and having three co-hosts where you guys are single hosts, how does that dynamic change? Because three is a lot. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, it's funny. We've actually there, you'll probably notice cause we're all on zoom right now. Um, we have little like tips and tricks because it's really easy to want to talk over each other. So we'll mm. all mute. If you kind of look at your screen right now, like the one person who's talking will unmute and it's our cue to like, Hey, I'm going to say something or like whatever our guest just said, like that provoked something in me. Um, <laughs> watching Jason <laughs> mute and unmute as we yeah. speak. Yeah. Um, so that's like just kind of our subtle cue to one another. Um, I think it, for me personally, my experience, I can talk and talk and talk and talk. I'm in PR. Like it's literally my job to talk. Um, and so it was different for me to take a back seat once in a while. And what I learned in that is like the, and our guests will say this too, is there are so many different perspectives and there are so many things that Ariel or Laura is going to pull out of a guest that I never would because my brain doesn't work that way. Um, I think there's some shows, some podcasts that one host can do a really good job. And then that same guest can go on another show and have a completely kind of like dud of a conversation. And it's been really cool having three different energies in that because that doesn't happen. There's not lulls. There's not dead space. There's not like, oh my gosh, we're at the 13 minute mark and I've asked you everything that I thought was going to take an hour long conversation and anything in between. Um, so as much as it's been a, a new experience and a different experience, it's been so, so cool. That's awesome. I love the unmute thing, by the way. I see, Laura, like you guys could, uh, it, on Clubhouse, they say if you tap the mute button, it means you're clapping. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but that's a new thing. Um, and so, yeah, guys, look, I'm super excited for this podcast. If you've been listening to the Business of Fitness podcast, I know that this podcast is generally about business and fitness. And your guys' is not going to just be specific to business. It'll be in variety of different conversations. But if people want to go find out more about Women Make Waves podcast, um, I guess, Laura, where, where's the best place they go um, and to listen? And is there a website for it? What, what's the deal with that? 
Yeah, so at the moment, we have not launched yet, but as of the 22nd of this month, we will be on all of your podcast platforms, so Spotify, Apple, and all over the nc.fit um, Instagram feed, so those are the best places to find us. Perfect. By the time this episode has launched, I'm, I'm interjecting because I edit this episode, I edit the business of fitness and publish it. Um, so if you guys are listening to this show right now, as it's live Thursday morning, our show launched on Monday. So head over right now, subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review, do all the things. Um, cause it's live. Oh man. I love that. Lindsay just coming in from the side, just <laughs> dropping in that that, uh, hey, leave us a, you know, swipe, you know, give us, give us a five-star review, make it happen. You know, I think this bunch, it, you know, for, for, you know, to kind of highlight this a little bit, like, Lindsay, you know, you have a very unique background. You've done a lot of different things. You've lived in Santa Cruz, different areas. Right now you're in Sonora, Sonora, and you have Ariel, right? She just bought a new farm outside of Austin. She's learning how to raise sheep um, with her husband, who's awesome, and he also works with us here at NC Fit. And then Laura, she's out there climbing, backpacking, crushing stuff. And so it's really fun for me to watch because I watch you guys, right? Kind of embody this idea of like effort over everything, that hustle, that grind. And to, to have you guys on a, a, a platform that we're a part of is also a privilege for us, right? As much as, you know, maybe NC Fit could help in some way, shape or form with logistics or whatnot, it's just as much for, for me, um, you know, having strong women around, who, or, or strong people around in general to enhance what we're doing here only helps me try and be that much better, right? And so I'll see like Laura, you know, backpack a bit, shit, I gotta go outside more, right? And then I see uh, Ariel taking care of sheep. I'm like, dude, I gotta start exploring. So I went and talked to my wife. I saw a video, this is a total tangent, by the way. I went and saw a video of like, I don't know, Ariel trying to like herd some sheep or something. And I go to my wife, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm really motivated right now. I need to get some, we need, we need some chickens. And she just looks at me and she's like, Jason, I don't know what you're watching. I don't know what you're doing. You need to stop that. We are never having chickens. So you need Sorry, chickens. You but need I that. also gotta, I also gotta give some claps to Ashley for just like boundary setting and being like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Ashley, there's no nonsense with her. My wife, she's just a, uh, she's, um, well, anyways, guys, hey, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for everything you guys have done with the Women Make Waves, with everything you guys have been doing. Um, make sure to check out the show notes for their different handles on social media. Make sure you go check out um, the new podcast that just dropped, that is dropping. And um, let's keep getting after it. Guys, I really appreciate all of you and uh, hope you guys have a great day. Thanks, Thanks guys.